Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week, I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Thank you again for continuing to stay with me in this journey that is the Profitable Practice Podcast. If this is your first time listening, again, my name is Andrea Maxim, and I am a naturopathic doctor with a mission. I'm on a mission to make sure that you know that this industry is absolutely a a profitable one. It is a way, there are ways of becoming successful. And that's why this podcast was created as a tool to give you some of that insight. Um, The one aspect of what we're going to be talking about today is this idea that living a laptop lifestyle is like the best, easiest, you know, I just have to work on my computer for five minutes a day and just watch, continue to watch the money roll in. And definitely I have tapped into the online space more than I ever have in my entire career as a naturopath, both within my um, health business as well as my business coaching business. And it is literally just as much work. In fact, running a brick and mortar as well as running an online space are literally the exact same amount of work. The overhead is definitely a lot nicer because you're not having to pay rent and and all those other things, Um, but you have to continuously put yourself out there. And I feel incredibly overwhelmed at times. I can tell you even today, just sitting in my office and then driving home, because if you're watching this on video, I'm at home right now. Um, I was just thinking about all the things that I had to do, and I'm not necessarily the best self-motivator. I really thought that I was. I really thought I was good at kind of motivating myself to do things, and I do get a lot of things done. I definitely can um, attest to that, but I've been learning a lot more about my tendencies, and we'll actually be talking about that in a future podcast about the four tendencies because I've been learning a lot about that. I love to learn how humans work. I love to learn how I work. I love to learn how I approach things. So I wanted to do a whole show on that, but it just gets overwhelming and you have to really like really segment your mind frame too. So right now am I wearing my ND hat? Right now am I wearing my online hat? You know, it depends on how many, um, little businesses you want to be running within your big business. And I was just on a panel. Um, The OAND had put on a business weekend and I was on a panel for supplementary income. And so my expertise, of course, is tapping into the online space, doing webinars, doing online challenges, using social media, trying to build that following. And you know, the more I was talking about it, the more I realized how just how much effort it is and even just stepping up to to the plate, you know, even just putting yourself out there, continuously putting yourself out there by absolutely falling on your face or being completely embarrassed or having something not go the way you want it to. 
is part of this journey. And I don't think there's going to be anything more than entrepreneurship that is going to push your buttons, that is going to, um, you know, really develop your character and really push you to the limits and and continue to do so because if you become stagnant in your business you will very easily become either bored of it and want to walk away or the business will essentially close up for you you have to constantly be adapting and so talking about you know leveraging your business in other ways as opposed to just you know, doing seminars and tapping into the internet, because quite frankly, we have to, is such a massive part of our business. And it's such a massive part of business growth nowadays, because people are using the internet to find free information. They're using the internet to find you. And failure to do that, failure to be continuously stepping up to the plate, whether it's an absolute strikeout, whether you um, hit a grand slam, It's never going to be consistent. It's never going to be the exact same result every single time. You're constantly just putting yourself out there. And I will tell you, before every webinar that I do, before every seminar that I do, I find myself, you know, in the washroom about five or 10 minutes beforehand because I still get nervous. Even every new patient that I see on my calendar, it completely dictates what I'm going to wear that day. It'll dictate how I feel, the mindset that I need to be in, because you only have, you know, one chance to make a good first impression. So even six years out, I'm in my um, going into my seventh year. Um, it's still just as scary. It's still just as daunting. So it doesn't always get easier, but I do feel that tapping into those nerves really does mean that you still care. It really does mean that you want to perform optimally. And so I wanted to bring on Jill Stanton. Jill Stanton is the co-founder with her husband of the Screw You Empire, if you will. So she has her, um, online membership program screw you she has her screw the nine to five kind of umbrella which all of her little businesses fall under and she tells it like it is like that's why i love this girl i read her emails i don't necessarily listen to all of her um, videos that she does but i love opening up her emails because i just love how she writes you know it's this is who i am take it or leave it I'm going to swear, I'm going to use terms that, you know, aren't probably the most accepted or respected, but this is me. And that's how she conducts her entire business. And that's why having her on the show, I thought was fabulous because you'll, you'll see and hear how she um, responds to my questions, how the dialogue goes on. And she just tells it like it is. And my biggest tech takeaway piece from the interview that I had with Jill was how she put together her program is she didn't put it together to say you are guaranteed to make a million dollars by learning these online things, trainings that we're giving you. She's like, no, depending on where you are in your business, we're going to make sure that you're in the right set of modules before you start moving on to the other ones. So if you're just starting out, you're going to be in this cluster of modules here. If you're one or two years out, you're going to be in this cluster of modules. And you know, she really just tells it like it is. She's like, if you want to get to this level in your business, these are all the steps that you need to be taking. And if you don't want to take those steps, then you're most likely not going to receive that success level that you want to as quickly, if at all. And I love that. And I love bringing on people 
but just tell it like it is. And that was one of the pieces of feedback that I got after doing this OAND talk was, you know, thank you so much for showing up and just being honest because a lot of people might sugarcoat their experiences. They might give like the blanket overall, you know, there's no such thing as failure. I don't like that word. Um, what you need to be looking at is, is, you know, as a learning challenge or something. Um, and then they never give any personal experiences. And that was the one thing that I wanted to promise you guys is I was going to be 100% transparent in anything that I was doing. If you were to ever ask me, you know, what was this like, or you talked about this, what was the truth behind it, I would 100% tell you. And so I really love aligning myself with people that do that too, because there is no room now for being puffy and um, just surface. Like we need to start making those deeper connections. And I think even within your tribe, the people you're attracting, keep that in mind as well. And there's going to be people that are turned off by it. And you know what? Those aren't the people that you want in your group anyway. You want people that you're talking to that resonate with you, that love what you're saying. And always, always, always try to add a little bit of that personal touch to your emails and what you're learning about. And that really helps people kind of connect with you, especially when you're going through challenges. And even my um, newsletter emails, I write them fresh every single week to you guys. I try not to have them automated. I'm kind of, whatever I learned about, whatever inspired me that week, that's what I'm going to share with you in those emails. If you're not on the newsletter list, um, sign up on the website maximizebusiness.ca. Um, because that's how I want you to learn from me. That's how I want you to grow with me. That's how I want you to connect with me is I want you to follow my journey and see that I'm going through the trenches just like you are. So I'm going to stop my ramble. I, I'm going to start the interview right now with Jill. And, uh, before we do that, we'll just jump on to the sponsor of this podcast. This podcast has been sponsored by my seven day detox program. This is my online completely done for you program that I consistently use almost every single day I'm in practice. It has been my number one um, most reused program by patients and it's also been my best referral source. So I've put all of that together for you. It's in a beautiful little package. You don't even need to do anything, but if you want to, you absolutely can rebrand it. Just use the email templates as inspiration and you can check that out on maximizedbusiness.ca forward slash seven, the number seven day detox program. But let's jump on to that interview with Jill. Hey, Jill, thanks so much for being on the Profitable Practice podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to dive in. Yeah. Now, for those people that don't know who you are, this is the gal with, of course, her cutie patootie husband <laughs> hosting the Screw You, basically the Screw the 9 to 5 uh, community, university, or however <laughs> you want to propose it. So I'd love to hear... Um, kind of your background story and how you got into this amazing space that you've created. Yeah, sweet. So to clarify, so Screw the 9 to 5 is our main cyber home base. And then Screw You is like university, like you said, not Screw You, Andrea. Um, <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> that is our monthly uh, community for entrepreneurs. So just wanted to clarify that because I know it gets confusing when people say the you and the screw mm -hmm. and people are like, 
what? <laughs> um, so we got our start back. I got my start back in 11 years ago now, which sounds insane. And I actually got my start in web TV before that was really a thing, like 2006 when MySpace was still a thing. So I should have had the clarity to realize, oh, are people watching web TV? Because no, they weren't. <laughs> but I spent two and a bit years of my life doing that stuff. So that's how I got my start online in general. But for nine to five-ish kind of stuff, I was a bartender for 10 years. So I had a different kind of nine to five because I was 9 p.m. till 5 a.m. But um, I still hated it nonetheless. So I still vibe with a lot of people who hate their jobs. Um, and then Josh essentially took a pass straight out of school. So he had a few odd jobs like he was, he calls it a trolley pusher, which is really just like a cart pusher at a shopping mall. Um, he did that. He had a produce job and then he got started in SEO. And when he started in SEO working for this other company, I think that's where his whole world opened up because he's like, oh, people are doing this stuff online. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could make money online. And so when I met him, he was already knee deep in it. He had a software company at that time. He was doing a few information products at that time. And so I was sitting there bartending like, what's this guy doing? Like he's making money. He's like barely working. He lived in China when I met him and then he moved back to Australia when I was there. And so he just had this like global lifestyle that was so freedom rich. I was just like, how do I get in on that? And so my first business that was profitable at least outside of the web TV, mm -hmm. which was not profitable, um, was I took my experience as a bartender and working in hospitality because I was a server before that for about 13 years or 15 years actually. And I started offering social media management services to bars and restaurants in the local area where we were living in Australia. And that allowed me to finally quit my job once and for all and actually make money on my own without someone, I mean I had clients, but it wasn't someone dictating my hours. It was like this newfound freedom I had mm -hmm. had. And I did that for about a, a year and a bit and kind of around the same time, Josh was getting disenchanted with his business. And again, I was watching him work like minimal hours and make all this money. And then I was, you know, tweeting up a storm for clients. I think I was managing like seven at a time. And I was like, what's this fool doing to make all this kind of cash, not really work a lot of hours. And I'm sitting here like a crazy person tweeting like 50 times a freaking hour. Um, so I started really paying more and more attention to what he was doing. And then we were starting to have conversations around like, what happens if we could just try this together? Like, what would mm -hmm. that look like? Right. So we made the decision to start something together. We started a skincare site randomly, um, which we've now since sold. But that was our first business together. And we got started in affiliate marketing. And we built that up to like 32 different websites. It allowed us to quit both of our respective businesses we moved overseas to Thailand, like we just traveled heaps. And then because of that, a lot of people started asking what we were doing, right? And so it was on our wedding week. We had been in our business for almost a year at that point. Um, and we were just talking, we were getting ready to move to Thailand. And a lot of people were saying like, do you guys even work anymore? And meanwhile, I'm like, do we work? I work harder than you. <laughs> it's true. And that's a really good point because you 
like doing online and this is not just a frivolous like I hop on my laptop every once in a while and make millions of dollars a day it's an insane amount of work and continuously showing up for your your business and all these things which I hope that we touch on but it's true like people I think look at this laptop lifestyle as a luxurious you know free floating no worries lifestyle and it is not that Oh my God, like don't even get me started. That is my biggest pet peeve online. The, the BS rhetoric that is being sold online that it's so easy and you make yeah. your first six figures in your first year and I'm just like. Um, so our first year, our goal was to make $5,000 a month. That was like, we had a celebration bottle of wine that we saved for mm-hmm. when we hit it and like it was a big deal to us. And there was no like, oh my God, we could make six figures in a year. Like that was not even a thing. So we hit our $5,000 goal and a lot of people were starting to ask what we were doing. So on our wedding week, we were getting ready to move to Thailand after our wedding and we were saying like, it would be so cool to be able to document this journey and start talking about what we're doing. You know, we're a couple building a business together. I'm surprised we actually made it to the wedding week because it was so real that And beyond, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. and so this was like a few Costa Rican rums in and Josh was like, what would we call it? And I was like, screw the nine to five. And then we were like, oh my God, I wonder yeah. if that's available. <laughs> and we searched it, locked it down right then and there. And now it's just been like almost a five year process of like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what works, yep. cutting what doesn't and amping up what does. But it has not been some easy, straightforward journey in the slightest, there has been a lot of frustration, a lot of ugly crying on my part, and just like a lot of ups and downs. So I, I said on an interview last week, like, I want to be the anti-trend to what's being touted online mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of people need to know what it's actually like so that they don't feel like miserable failures when it takes longer than what they expected. Right. And I don't think you'd be like the anti-touter. I think you're just preaching the truth. You're just breaking apart the curtain and saying like, (laughs) look, guys, like this is exactly what it actually looks like. And that these points that you're making, while yes, your business is online, can be easily translated to anybody who's listening, building their their brick and mortar practice. And this idea of wanting to dabble into the online space is literally like running two full-time businesses if you want to do it well. And so what I'd like to talk to you about now, knowing that this is kind of your background, how you just said, screw it, like literally, we're just going to do this. (laughs) And the people that you've worked and helped with, what are the common themes or threads that you're seeing with people when they say, you know what, I am so miserable. I hate what I'm doing right now. I feel my passion is somewhere else. How do people start tapping into that? And the reason why I'm positioning this on the show today is because, yeah, we went to school for nine, eight, nine years. And yeah, we're supposed to be a naturopathic doctor, but entrepreneurship and this lifestyle isn't necessarily for everyone, but it's so Mm -hmm. easy to get sucked into it because this was what you went to school for. So you have to make it work. And I wanted to get some insight from you on those people that are like, well, I just spend all this time working in the corporate world, working in what I went to school for, and it is just not where my heart belongs. Well, I think the first step is recognizing that and realizing that that's totally okay if you want to change your mind. Like, I've changed or we've changed our mind 
plenty of times inside the screw just in general and I often get asked well that's different to what you said a few years ago and I'm like yeah and like you reserve the right to change your mind um, so if yes you went to school for all this time and yes you spent the money and yes you did the work but now you have this transferable skill set mm -hmm. that you can use to not just work for someone else but create a business out of this because you still need the certifications and the education to be able to help people sure. and help your clients um, so I don't consider that a waste you're just altering mm -hmm. the delivery of Pivoting. it almost, so that you're not yeah you're not mm -hmm. going to work for someone else you are starting your own practice and you get to help people directly and bring them into your practice or your offline business um, so I think a lot of people think that they have to do it one way and if it doesn't fall into that script then something's wrong but the reason I mean to be an entrepreneur you have to be a weird brand of crazy right like not yeah. a lot of people can can tolerate a lot of the ups and downs and the risk and the and the emotions all of the feels really yeah. um, and I feel like our brand of crazy is the one that is okay with changing our mind we're agile we're flexible mm -hmm. if something doesn't work for us anymore we're like okay I'm gonna go to try it this way then so whether you're working for someone else or you're doing this in your own practice, that is totally your choice. And it's basically like how you choose to serve. Do you want to serve through someone else's practice? Cool. Not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But for the ones who actually want to create their own thing, who cares if you put the time in? Now you're figuring out this path and you're going down this way and it is mm -hmm. totally okay to change your mind and chase this new dream that you have. Maybe you just didn't even know about it a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't change paths and do this for yourself. Because one thing I hear a lot of people complaining about who are in nine to fives is they hate living by someone else's schedule mm -hmm. and they hate the time lack of time freedom they hate the office politics. They hate the salary cap. Mm -hmm. I mean, like when you add all these things up, you're like, well, how do I get rid of all of it? Okay, cool, I'm just gonna start my own thing. You know what I mean? Because then you get to call the shots. And yeah, it's probably not gonna be a straightforward journey. And yeah, you're gonna have to figure a lot of things out, but it's mm -hmm. also one of the most rewarding things you're gonna do. In addition to the rewarding work you're already doing with all of your clients. And let's tap into like the grit that's involved with creating a business you know like you said you've been doing this for five years you've made transitions you've kind of gone with the flow wherever you felt which is perfect and i think a lot of people feel they start a business this way they continue it that way but a lot of times and especially nowadays the fact that our world right now is so like quick fix like mm -hmm. i want to hit it rich quick people are saying you can hit it rich quick in a week right mm -hmm. like you know, it, it's just not possible. So how do you teach your clients about, okay, like this is what you do with me is literally like the starting point. You have to be looking 10, 15, 20 years down the road to potentially make it to where you want to. And hopefully it happens sooner. But how do you coach people through that fear to, you know, have them be comfortable with the long game and not the short game? I think, um, I mean, well, that's everything we preach online. Like, I am very against this whole magic pill bullshit that's online right now. Like, I, you will always hear me yammering on about it. So I think a lot of people who join Screw You, which is our main way to work with us, 
they already know that we're like, we do not cater to that kind of stuff. And I have had a few members be like, Oh my God, it's not working. And then when we say how long you've been at it and they're like four or five months, I'm like, calm the F down, like strap in Mm -hmm. because you've got like times this by 10 and then you can complain to me. Mm -hmm. But I just say like, sometimes people just don't know. Right. And so they're sold this idea that it's supposed to be quick. And so it's almost like unraveling the pre-programming that it all has to happen like this. Mm -hmm. And I've been honest to a fault around saying like, we live and die by the whole methodology around grow slow. Like to us, that is how you build a sustainable business. Now I understand that there are some exceptions to the rule who hit it really fast, but like, I'm never trying to learn off the people who have their first like million dollar year, their first year of business, which I actually don't ever believe is the truth because there's always a backstory. But the ones who tell like, I got a million dollars in my first business or my first year, I'm like, I don't want to learn from you because a, you haven't gone through the ups and downs. You, I guarantee you haven't been through the ringer of hiring and figuring out your team. I doubt you have a lot of systems in play. Like you're still new to this game. Mm -hmm. I want to learn off the people who have been in the game for at least five years. So they've seen it all. They've had a chance to build their leadership skills, figure out what it actually takes to run a business online, figure out different monetization methods, automation, systems, team building. Like there's so much more that to the whole online business thing than just selling a digital product and running a webinar and spending money on Facebook ads, you know? And that's like the whole script that's being touted online and it's only the surface like yeah that'll get you to your first little bit but then what like where's the sustainability here where's the long-term growth plans like Mm -hmm. that's what we are all about and so I try to set that stage before people even join screen like you won't even see on our sales page any promises there like it is all about like our whole roadmap even when you join it's broken down into five stages so you come in and if you self-identify as the grind, which is the first stage, we're like, you have to do all of this before Mm -hmm. you even think about creating an offer. And then the hustle, which is the second, we're like, all right, now it's time to build attention. Like there's work involved. So I never try and say like, ah, this is so easy. Just come in and chuck up a PayPal link. Like, I keep it real with people so that they know what's going on. And honestly, yeah. your emails are probably one of the most enjoyable emails that I receive because it's like nobody writes the way that you do. You're just like f bombing it. You're like whatever it. You know, I just love it. Just like how you're talking right now, and I I really appreciate that. Um, but coming back to now, we're we're in it. We've chosen this path. You are so lucky to have a partner that's in it with you. And Don't there's a lot it. of us that are you know, going against the grind and we have to convince our partners, our spouses, our family members that this is going to pan out and we're begging for their support. And a lot of people aren't getting that. How have you coached people through that transition too? Because the nine to five is what's comfortable for most people. And it's a comfortable idea. hundred percent. I hear it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I never discount that I know I hit the jackpot because Josh is the one who taught me the ropes. Like I didn't know what a keyword was before I met him. Like I was really green. Um, and so I never underestimate the power that that, that brought into our yeah. relationship together because he has always been a support. So for me, when I hear this, and I actually, um, so we have this 
woman in this in screw you her name's heather gray we call her the screw shrink because she's a licensed therapist of over 20 years and now she hosts monthly calls for our members to work through this kind of stuff and one thing she always talks about is having this clear honest communication like really getting clear on what you need from them like like i need you to do this or i need you to hear me when i say this or i need you to honor this boundary or i need you to encourage me to work three hours on um, Saturday and Sunday so I can build my business or I need you to take the kids, Mm -hmm. you know, seven to 9 p.m. Monday to Friday. Like you need to have these clear boundaries. So it really starts with you, like figuring out what you need in regards to support so that you can communicate that to them because they haven't drank our Kool-Aid yet, right? right? So they're just like, can you really make money online? And so it's on you to communicate why this is important to you, how they can help you. That's a big one. Like mm-hmm. really itemizing how they can support you. Like, again, taking the kids from seven to nine so that you can do this or getting everyone out of the house on the weekend so that you can do this. Like really setting structure around that mm-hmm. so that they are like, oh, okay, so all I really need to do is give her two hours a day or do this on the weekends, or do the laundry for her, or whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. But having that clear, honest communication and um, making them understand why it's important to you. Like, I believe I have to do this because of this reason. This is why it's important to me, and this is what your support would mean to me. Mm -hmm. Those key conversations are so important to have. And if they still don't get it, like, not everyone's going to understand it. Yep. It's not going to be like a one-off conversation. Oh my God, I get everything. You're right. Go do your thing, honey. But keeping that channel open and not getting frustrated when they don't get it immediately, but also maybe showing them some success stories, you know, like this woman does this and she's making this much or this mm-hmm. guy does this and he makes this much. This is how he does it. And just involving them in the journey, bringing them to meetups, bringing them to live events, like bringing them into our world so Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like, oh, my partner has gone off and they're in this whole thing by themselves and Mm -hmm. I'm just stuck here watching the kids and managing the house, like that blows, you know? So involving them in the environment or the community that you are getting involved in, I think that is where it all starts because ultimately your partner loves you, right? Like your friends and family love you. They want you to be happy and they want you to succeed at stuff. So if you can have these dialogues with them and set the boundaries you need to have the space and the mental white space in general to be able to do this and then stick to those boundaries. So if someone tries to challenge you and be like, oh my God, it's one weekend, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter to me. This is a big deal. And I would appreciate it if you wouldn't challenge me on this because this is the time that I've set out to do this. I'm doing this for this reason. Mm -hmm. I would appreciate it if you would have my back on it. And a big part of what I'm hearing from you is an incredible amount of confidence and assertiveness that you also have Mm -hmm. to stick it, right? So if people are kind of in that, well, I'd like to do this, but I don't really have like the the cojones to back it up and you could easily get swayed and I think that's an important thing that I'm kind of reading between the lines of how you're speaking is you're like no this is what I'm doing I am not going to let anybody deter me I don't care if you have 
negative mm-hmm. things to say. All I need you to understand is you need to support me here, here, and here because yes. this is what I want to do and I want to make it work. I at least want to attempt it as best I possibly can to make it work. And Absolutely. I think that's also that inner voice that we need to have come out of us so that we mm-hmm. can stand up for you know, the path that we want to take regardless of how bumpy and sort of off the beaten path it is. And a big part of this I find as well, and I was talking to um, some colleagues of mine, we were at the Archangel Summit in Toronto this weekend. And I was just like, uh, my husband said, how did it go? And I said, you know what, it was just really nice to be around people that get it. It's really nice to be in that environment with people. And I find entrepreneurship whether it's in the practice, whether it's online, can be very, very isolating. So I wanted to talk to you about um, cultivating relationships that not only help you get through the the serious ebbs that can happen, Mm -hmm. but also just to help you kind of grow your business as well. And how did that whole process work for you? So we were lucky because we started back when we had our first business together, like the skincare site, which then grew into the other sites we were surrounded by people who didn't get it. So we would get the questions, are you still working? It's past six. And I'd be like, shut (laughs) up. (laughs) Or like, are you still working? Or are you really working on the weekends? Don't you work for yourself Mm -hmm. with like the quotes? And you're like, okay, I get it. Thanks for your condescending tone. Um, So we were struggling with exactly that. We were lucky enough to stumble upon a forum at the time think it's still a thing but it's called the dynamite circle Mm. it's actually why we moved to thailand because it's a huge digital nomad community over in southeast asia so we moved our life over there to be around those people because we know how freaking crucial it is to surround yourself with people who get it Mm -hmm. because then they aren't going to chirp at you. If you do have to pull a few weekend overnighters or whatever that looks like, they aren't going to sit there and bitch if you are still working and it's 10 at night, you know, they are doing the exact same thing. So they're like, I'll join you for this work session. If you, you know, like it's so much more, um, a better camaraderie. Mm -hmm. So one thing we actually try to do not to make this all about screw you, but we have a virtual campus inside screw you. And it's, it allows our members to go work together. So they have these like little co-working areas where everyone leaves their video on, but they turn off their audio. So they feel like they're around. Oh, how people. cool is that? I it's love that super, idea. It's super cool. So you feel way less alone because it is like other times you're just sitting there for hours on end behind your computer screen alone. Your offline life doesn't really get it. And no one in your online life is really around. So so it's important to have these connections to get involved, whether it's free groups, whether it's paid communities, whether it's going to live events, whatever that meetups, mm-hmm. like whatever you can do, whatever you can find in your, your local area, you would be surprised how many meetup groups there are, which are typically free to attend. Some might be like 10 or 20 bucks or something. We've started doing them. We call them screw ups. So this is where we have like local meetups so that people can meet people in their area and feel less alone because it is so crucial. Otherwise, you're going to feel like this is the most boring, lonely journey you've ever been on. Um, So it's crucial, even if it's just a free Facebook group, just getting involved in the ones that make sense for you so that you can meet people who get it. And I think in the beginning, and regardless of where you are in your business, I think those are phenomenal tips. But at least in my business, I'm ready to be around 
people who get it at the level that I'm at. And I know mm-hmm. you're part of at least one mastermind group. Are you mm-hmm. part of any other ones? No. So, I, oh my God, I would die if I was part of more. I would not be <laughs> able to <coughs> swing that. We added it up. And by the end of this year, we will have done 16 trips. And we're like, nope, that's With way just too much. One mastermind group? Just one mastermind group. So that's James Wedmore's, yeah. um, his inner circle. So that is four meetups. But then just like we went to mastermind talks and a whole bunch of other events because I believe it's so important to get out from the computer screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but James was a buddy of ours before we joined. We just paid for extra friend time essentially. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I've met a lot of our fr- I mean, it sounds so silly to say like our friends in high places, but they are like, I've met a lot of those people through live events, just paying to be around and then putting in the extra effort to actually connect with them, but like not connect with them in that cheesy way that they can tell you're trying to get something out of them. Like they can sniff that out. Yeah. And so I just kept it real. Honest to God. Like anytime someone asked me, how'd you become friends with so-and-so? I kept it real and I was a real effing person. Like I didn't try to get something out of it. You know what I mean? I just valued the friendship and I kept in touch with them. That's literally all I did. And then conversations happen and insights just happen through natural conversation. They're entrepreneurs. You're an entrepreneur. Those conversations ebb and flow, you know? So I also think it's not always the best you know, like if I'm going to an event, I'm not going to gun to like be besties with Gary V. I'm looking for people who are at my level yeah. or a bit above that get it and I can jam with. And those people are always on the rise anyways. Mm-hmm. And so as their profile grows and as your profile grows, now you have this cool posse of powerful entrepreneur friends that you can call on, jam with, mastermind with, talk shop with. Like that stuff is so crucial. But I think a lot of people think that you have to go for like the upper echelon straight mm-hmm. out the gate. It doesn't always work that way. And that's such a great point. And I love that is you don't necessarily need to be reaching for like people who are making 10 millions of dollars a year when all you want to do is make like 50 or 100. And just knowing someone who's just a step or two above you that kind of gets where you are in your playing field as they go up, you go up. I think that's a, a really like key lesson. And I wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit further and say, you know, the investment to be part of a mastermind, and this is kind of like my ultimate goal, hopefully within the next couple of years is to join one now that my girls are getting a bit older. Um, you know, it's not an inexpensive thing, but the value that comes from being surrounded by those people is just, I imagine, priceless. And how does that journey kind of evolve? Like, how do you get to a point in your business where you're like, you know what, I think I really need to do this. I really need to just put the investment out there and do that. Mm. We were, how did we even come to that conclusion? Well, truthfully, how it came around for James's is I spoke at his So I spoke as a guest speaker last year, last August. Um, So it was me and Devin Duncan, and I saw how he ran the group, Mm -hmm. and he runs such great events. Like, the structure to his mastermind was fantastic. The buy-in from everyone else was so clear. Everyone was supportive, and I was just like, I want some of that in our lives. And so that's how that mastermind came about. 
I don't know if someone was pitching me if I would have been like, oh yeah, this is totally what I want. But because I saw it in action as a speaker and I was just like, oh my God, I wanted that so bad. I went back to Josh that that weekend and I said, we're joining, if any spots open, we're joining James's mastermind. And I also made sure to put that out to his wife. Just like, if any spots open, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> and the spot open like actually two months later and we we're like, we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I came to be a part of that one. But it's funny because you would think that you get, I mean, he is so available for his mastermind members, absolutely. But he is very um, clear about the power being in the collective, yes. not just him. So I went in, or Josh and I joined, with intentions of like, oh my God, we're going to get like all these marketing strategies and it's going to be awesome. And the thing I got the most from this is leadership. Mm-hmm. Like learning how to be a better leader, yep. learning how to build a really strong team. James is fantastic at building a team and really the thing I've learned from him the most and most of our conversations have settled around has been around being a better leader for your team. Mm -hmm. So it's not like tactical strategies he's giving me, although if I was asking for that, he would absolutely do that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this stuff is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, oh, what's the word? It's like intangible. That's like, I can't measure what I've, the ROI of me learning leadership skills, but I can sure should assure you that it has gone so far in propelling our business forward because it's allowed me to spot and hire and subsequently fire the right people um, to really gel our team together. And that I think is an even bigger outcome than I ever expected Mm -hmm. when joining the, the mastermind. So I think it's key to go in with like an open mind, like, yes, have some concrete things that you would love to get out of it, but stay agile in that, you know, like stay open to new ways of thinking about things because that's where the power of of masterminds really come in, in my eyes. Perfect. Now, is there any last minute um, tips or struggles that you recall vividly that you've kind of relayed to people to say, look, like this is what happened to me and this is how I came out of it. Some people have those stories that are like bleeping Mm. in their mind, those transitional moments that really helped you pivot this way instead of that way. Do you have any of those kind of stories to share? Uh, yeah, like when I launched my first product and sold some total of zero sales. That yeah. was, that's, that a, that's a really hard one. To, like, that one of. sucked. Yeah. Um, mostly because we were in Thailand at the time and we were so excited and we were so sure that we were going to kill it. Yeah. That we told damn near anyone who would listen, oh my God, we are going to freaking smash this. We're going to make all the money. And then we made zero. And so it was like, <laughs> yeah, I felt humiliated, defeated, felt like an idiot. I ugly cried, I swear to God, for two days straight. Like, it was really rough. Um, but the lesson that taught me was twofold. A, we just assumed people wanted it. We never asked them. Mm-hmm. So now I always survey and poll if I'm going to create anything. Like, I don't guess at it anymore. I'm going straight to the source and just asking our audience, is this something you would want? Yes, cool, we're going to go create it. Um, The second is we never put any emphasis on the pre-launch. And I actually think, I think that is what makes or breaks promotions, is not a lot of people put effort into building attention and anticipation Mm -hmm. in those few weeks where you're getting ready to debut this new offer you have. And I really think people need to wrap their heads around that because 
It's not sexy. It's a lot of work and it will change the game for your promotion. So I'm talking about like organic attention, like this kind of stuff, doing interviews, writing guest posts, doing Facebook lives, creating your own content that leads into that stuff. Like all of this shit is so pivotal and most people just rely on running Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. which just bleeds cash, doesn't ensure that it goes anywhere. But when you put the time in to communicate why you're creating it, who it's for, why it's going to help them and start building that attention and anticipation. That is what fuels promotions and makes them so profitable. And that's what I learned the hard way. Um, Can I I stop you right there actually? Because I have a a question that I kind of wanted to ask and I was waiting for a great segue and that is showing up for your business. Mm. You know, we we hear it, we yeah, do a Facebook live, you should be emailing, blah, blah, blah. But how do you get the endurance? How do you create the energy to show up for your business every single day? Like you're doing Facebook lives, I think, in your group. Is it every day at noon or pretty close to it? Well, right now, so we're leading into a promotion for a program called the Escape Plan. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a live almost every single day. Now, obviously, because I'm in promo mode, that's scaled up, right? But normally, I'm not doing daily lives. Mm -hmm. I would die. I'm pregnant, like I would literally lose my mind if I had to do um, daily FB lives. All the power to, I know a lot of people who do them and I'm like, props, Yeah. because I I can't muster that energy. Also, hence the whole pregnancy thing, I'd be like, nah, bro. Congratulations, Um, (laughs) P.S., how far along are you? you. Uh, 18 weeks today. Aw, do you think you're gonna find out the gender in two weeks? A hundred percent, yeah. And I finally feel like a human again. So that's why I've been doing Facebook lives. Um, But 100%, I think, I mean, it's commitment, right? Like, do you want the results? Cool. Put in the commitment to actually get them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's consistency. It's habit. It's commitment. It's self-integrity, like actually keeping your word to yourself. Mm -hmm. All of that kind of stuff snowballs. And then you're just like, this is what I have to do. Like, This is what I have to do if I want to get the results I want to get. So what would you rather have? A less hectic lifestyle and maybe subpar results. I don't know. It depends on your audience. Or would you rather commit to like a week and a half of showing up and being super visible to get the results you want? Like to me, it's a no brainer. You know what I mean? Um, And then, of course, we have our podcasts and stuff like that that we roll out. So that always helps to just keep feed the monster really (laughs) so that when it does become promo time I can get up a notch and then going back to my original question because I just wanted to get that caveat in there um, any other kind of uh, pivot points that you recall in your business journey that really kind of made or break made or broke excuse me Mm -hmm. kind of how you continued on yeah I would think um, another pivotal moment in our journey other than launching to zero success um, was <laughs> realizing that we have built we had the wrong business model mm-hmm. so so many people say oh my god just launch a product and everything's great and you can do this like twice a year and you're rolling in it and we tried that for probably a year and a half and we're like yo this sucks like we hate this um, it's stressful starting at square one every single month I hate trying to say like, how are we going to beat month, last month's numbers? Like, right. I hate that stuff. So we were like, okay, so 
we know we don't want to be constantly launching and we know we don't want to start at square one every single month. What is the business model that caters to more sustainable recurring revenue? Boom, memberships. Mm -hmm. Okay, how can we involve this in our current business? Sweet, let's take all the one-off products we were launching and create them into a monthly membership site, which is now Screw You. Mm -hmm. So Screw You started as a one-off digital program of 2K. And then we're like, record scratch moment. We're actually going to make this a monthly membership. And we just grandfathered our current um, customers into that membership and then started building so that we do have that recurring revenue. So that was a huge moment for us. That was June 2015 that we made that switch. But I'm so happy we did it because it was all about recognizing something feels really heavy in our business right now. We need to identify what it is, mm -hmm. fix it so that it can all feel light and start to flow. So that's a total Danielle Laporteism. Does it feel heavy or light? But it's my gut check for everything now. If Perfect. something feels off, I'm just like, okay, this feels heavy. What is happening here? Or how can we fix it? Or how can we tweak it so that it feels light and enjoyable and exciting again? So whether you start with a one-on-one -on -one service based business or then and then you want to switch to courses or you start with courses and you want to go into coaching whatever that is you have the ability to call the shots that's why you started your own business so like no one's really going to notice if you change your mind and switch your business model like not all eyes are on you at mm -hmm. any given moment yeah. very few people are going to notice and if they do just explain your reasoning behind it and if they're on board, cool, come on in. And if not, you're like, okay, GTFO then. So um, just giving yourself the permission to run your business the way you wanna run it. That has been a huge insight of ours. It's like, I don't have to do what everyone's saying. We can do this exactly how we wanna do it. And I don't give a shit if no one likes it because it feels right to us. Right. Any final words of wisdom or encouragement for everyone who's starting, in it, struggling, what would you say? Um, my biggest one is probably like, when you think you can't take it anymore, <laughs> when you feel all the feels and it feels super stressful and you're just like, why am I doing it? That's when you have to keep going because that's, on the other side of that is where the magic is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can't remember who said it, but there's always a breakthrough after the breakdown. I could I not remember. agree with that more. I could not agree with that more because I've had a plenty of breakdowns. <laughs> and then on the other side of them, realize, oh, that's why that had to happen. So like, if you feel like you can't keep going and you hate it, take a breather, but don't give up. Mm -hmm. Push through that resistance and that fear and that, those feelings of being uncomfortable because that's where the true leadership, the true um, resilience and the real magic starts to happen. Awesome, Jill. Thank you so much for being with us today. Andrea, it was great chatting with you. Yeah, good luck with your little bundle. Thank you so much. <laughs> I need all the tips. Yeah, oh goodness, girl. I will lay it out for you whatever you want, <laughs> for sure. Okay, Thank you if, so if people wanted to get in contact with you, what's the best way? Yeah, the easiest way is to come join our free Facebook group. So that's over at screwcommunity.com. So if you are looking for people who get what you're trying to do, that's the place to be. Or if you just want to check out our little slice of the internet, it's screwthe9to5.com, all spelled out, no numbers. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, girl. Okay, so there you go. And I think 
if you resonate with me, you would absolutely resonate with Jill. And I thought she was just so wonderful to talk to. And I'm secretly jealous that her husband is working with her. I would love to have my husband working with me. Um, But some of the big takeaways that I think you should definitely remember when it comes to this particular show is really, um, number one, it's always going to take a shit ton of work. To, to create the level of success that you want, whether it's just in office, whether it's online, whatever it is that you're trying to do with your business, it's going to take a tremendous amount of hustle. Um, the other thing that was a major takeaway for me is never get so cocky or, or um, so sure of the results that are going to happen because often it doesn't happen exactly how we want it to be. So more enjoy the journey, enjoy the process. Don't get caught up in the numbers, but be proud of yourself for stepping up to plate, for doing the work that you need to be doing, and continuously doing that. And then the final piece that I love is, you know, take a step back from your business and really analyze, you know, is this the way you want to be running things? Is your business running the way that you want it to, that is how you want it to be for the rest of your career? Or are there elements of your business that you are literally fighting against? Are there elements of um, your calendar that you know could be done a lot more proficiently and efficiently, and you're allowing your patience to dictate how your calendar is run, not the way you want it to run for your business and your lifestyle outside of business? You know, are you seeing too many patients, maybe getting an associate in? Are you not seeing enough? How could you start leveraging your time that you do have right now that patients aren't taking to attract new patients or to build better systems for your business? These are all the things that I'd like you to kind of take a moment and reflect on today or the rest of this week and really make sure that you are creating a business model that excites you, that entices you, and something that you want to have in place for the remainder of your career. Now, of course, with that comes, you know, as I say, you're like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'm totally inspired. I'm absolutely going to do that. And then when you actually start looking at all the pieces, you get completely overwhelmed. I don't want you to become frozen by that fear, by that I don't even know where to start to make my business work better. If you are serious about making a business that works for you, that fulfills you not only spiritually, but mental, emotionally, financially, I want to be that person to help create that dream business for yourself. So I'm inviting just those people that are really serious about this, that want to take on my expertise that I've learned um, and kind of get those elements in place, kind of lay it all out there. I can help you put the pieces together, show you the vision. I want you to contact me personally um, at info at themaximmovement.com and book a strategy call with me. Um, But in doing so, you and I will set up a time that works for us. We'll work together for a 30-minute time frame, and we'll try to lay everything out. And it's amazing the inspiration. It's amazing the awareness and the awakening that happens. And then on the outset, how more confident you feel about being a practice owner and a business owner because you can see 
you know, the whole picture now, as opposed to just constantly fighting through the weeds. So I'd like you to contact me personally. If you are an action taker, if you're tired of constantly treading water, if you're getting to the point where showing up to work has become monotonous, that you're not inspired, you're not excited about the business you've created, contact me personally, info at themaximmovement.com. We'll schedule that strategy call. And I would love to start working with you and kind of breaking down your business as it is and rebuilding it. Do not hesitate. I'm offering you free advice and free consultation. Take it. I promise you it will do nothing but help you move a little bit further and a lot faster than you would on your own. Otherwise, check out the website, maximizebusiness.ca. All the other podcast episodes are there. Please leave a review on iTunes or the website where the show notes are so that I can get a feel for what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of. Otherwise, guys, I am Andrea Maxim, your hostess with the mostest, and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.